All right, we'll be continuing on in the Psalms. We're going to be in the Psalm for another week or two probably before we uh, try to tackle another book. Kind of taking a break still from Exodus since that was kind of a long time and some heavy stuff we looked at in there. So we just picked up in the Psalms where we left off last time we were in the Psalms and just taking a Psalm a week. Uh, And tonight we will be in Psalm 32. Psalm 32. Now I know I've preached on this Psalm for sure, since I've been here, sometime in the last five years, I've preached on it. Uh, but we're going to look at it again tonight since we, we come up on it. We're not going to skip it. We're just going to go over it. Probably most of what I say wouldn't have changed since last time I preached it. But there's a lot of good things in God's Word here that I think are good reminders for us as Christians, a good encouragement for us. And uh, this is one of my favorite psalms. Psalm 32 uh, is definitely uh, one of my favorites, one that I read often uh, and one that always tends to bring me joy when I read it, which is why I read it often. Uh, and so maybe it'll bring some, uh, some joy to you too. So let's pray and then we'll jump in. Father God, we come to you tonight and I thank you for your good words. And I pray, God, that they would be good to us. And I pray, God, that you would... Help us to take anything we brought into this place tonight, uh, the worries of the world and the stresses of, of, of our daily life, dear Lord, and just the things of life that, that get us down, dear Lord. Maybe it's sin in our life and we just need to get a hold of it. And God, whatever it may be that, 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 that may be stressing us tonight, God, I pray that we would give those things to you. I pray that your Holy Spirit would just calm our hearts. And God, I pray that you would give us ears to hear. And God, I pray that your words would be what sticks in our heart tonight, that we would hear what they say, that we would take it in, and that we would live by it, that we would be encouraged by it, and that we would grow in it. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Psalm 32, verse 1. How joyful is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. How joyful is the man the Lord does not charge with sin and in whose spirit is no deceit. Now, if I had to pick a couple of verses that would describe the Christian, these would be two verses that I would use. They would be high on my list. That's why I like this psalm. is because we can take one or two verses, we can take these little bite-sized chunks, and they are all things that are beneficial to us, and they're things that we can probably all relate to. And David says here, How joyful is the one whose transgressions are are covered whose sins are forgiven. Boy, that's a that's a wonderful thing right there. And that's what it is to be a Christian, to have our sins forgiven, to have our transgressions covered, to have all of those taken care of by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. How joyful is the man the Lord does not charge with sin and in whose spirit is no deceit. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Boy, that brings us joy. There is nothing else in life, I would guess, probably for any of us, that brings us more joy or has brought us more joy than knowing that Jesus Christ has forgiven our sins. When that day comes that we realize, wait a minute, I'm a sinner. Wait a minute, I'm, 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 not, on, I'm not on the right, right path with God. I'm, my sins have separated me from God. And when we realize that and we realize that Jesus Christ will forgive us of our sins, What a great joy that brings into our life. And that's what David acknowledges here. If you remember from Psalm 31, uh, David was talking about his sins, that his sins were heavy upon him. And we see that same language here in Psalm 32. But David says, boy, those sins are heavy. And being living in sin is a terrible thing 
But being forgiven of that sin is a wonderful thing. And that's what David is telling us in these verses. And that's what most of us, if not all of us, have experienced through the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Verses 3 and 4. When I kept silent, my bones became brittle from my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy on me. My strength was drained as in the summer's heat. Now here David is using some, some worldly illustrations. At least I believe that's what David is saying. I don't think that his bones were literally brittle because of his sin, although they may have been. I think he's using an illustration here to say that his sinfulness had affected him to his core, to his, to his very bones. Uh, he, felt, uh, he felt drained because of, he, uh, because of his sin, like, the, like being drained in the heat of the day. Now, if any of you have ever worked outside on a really hot day, you know you've got to be careful. Because you can reach a point where you can go too far and your body really will be drained and you will really feel uh, the, the, the consequences of being out in that heat. I felt that a couple of weeks ago, slaving over all those flowers for my wife, 364 holes I was digging and planting those things and I was just sweating, but I did it and I, I felt drained after that. And that's kind of what our sin will do to us too. Boy, it will really zap us. Whenever we have a physical sickness, we know that that affects us. And, and, and sin is a sickness too. It's a disease that we have. And when we are continually living in that sin and we're not going to God and repenting of that, boy, it really does wear us down. And David says he felt the pressure of that. It says, uh, for day and night your hand was heavy on me. Uh, we feel the pressure of our sin and the burden of our sin. But we have a Savior that says, come to me all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. That sin that weighs us down and burdens us, Jesus Christ will take away from us if we come to Him. But that's the key. We must come to Him. Now David says in verse 3, when I kept silent, all of these things happened to him. He felt the pressure of a sin. When? When he kept silent. When he was living in his sin and he wasn't confessing his sin to the Lord. When he wasn't going to the Lord. When he was keeping these things bottling, bottled up and, and living in this way. He felt that pressure. He felt that burden. But, but when he finally opened up to the Lord, everything changed. When he kept silent, boy, his sin was heavy on him. But when he called out to the Lord, the Lord took it from him. And guess what? The, the Lord will do the same thing for you and I. Uh, when, when, when there's sin in our life that's heavy on us and we feel the burden of that, the Lord is just to call away. All we must do is call out to the Lord and repent of our sin and say, Look, Lord, I'm reaching out to you. I'm calling out to you. I feel the weight. I feel the burden. I, I see that you're trying to get my attention. And God, you've got it. Because I feel the effects of, the, of my sinfulness to my very core. And when we call out to the Lord, just as he heard David, so he will also hear you and I. Verse 5, Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not conceal my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you took away the guilt of my sin. Now, that's pretty much just what I said. I got a little ahead of myself, but, but we see the contrast there. When David kept silent, his sin was heavy on him. But then one day the light went off and he said, Hmm, here's what I'll do. I'll confess my sin to the Lord. And when he confessed his sin to the Lord, boy, that, that, that burden of that guilt, of that sin, it went away from him. When he confessed his sin to the Lord. There may be some things in your life that the Lord is revealing to you, maybe in the last few days, maybe even right here tonight and hearing these, these words. And maybe you're saying, boy, I'm struggling, I feel the burden. Well, maybe what you haven't done is what you should do, and that's what David did, and that is confess whatever's going on in your life to the Lord. Verse 6, 
Therefore, let everyone who is faithful pray to you. Now, that's you and me. Now, David was telling us what happened in his life, uh, what was going on in his life, and how he dealt with it. And then after we see his example, then he says, therefore, well, therefore, based on what had happened before, let everyone who is faithful pray to you. That's you and I. That's, that's those of us who want to be faithful to the Lord and want to seek him and want to uh, seek his forgiveness through the blood of Jesus Christ. Let us pray to him too. Just like David does, David's saying, look, follow my example. Let others learn from my mistakes. Let others see uh, what the answer is to our problems, uh, what the answer is to our sins, and that is Jesus Christ. Therefore, let everyone who is faithful pray to you at a time that you may be found. When great floodwaters come, they will not reach him. Let us pray to the Lord in a time when he may be found. Well, guess what? Tonight is a time when the Lord may be found. I believe if we, have, uh, if we are breathing and we are alive, then we can call out to the Lord. He is still there. God hasn't disappeared. God hasn't gone on vacation. God hadn't gone away. It's not like you're going to go to the Lord and say, Golly, I was going to the Lord tonight, but I can't find Him. The Lord is always there for those who would seek Him. And if you will seek Him, you will find Him. And David says, Look, let everybody pray to you at a time that you may be found. Now, as long as we're living on this earth, God may be found. But when we leave this old earth, boy, that's going to be a different story then. So we need to seek the Lord while we can seek the Lord. And then when great floodwaters come, that is difficult times, hard times, uh, they're not going to overcome us. Our sin can overcome us if we try to deal with it on our own and we try to uh, continue to live in it without addressing, excuse me, <coughs> without addressing it and repenting of it. But when we seek the Lord, and when we are forgiven, and when we are strengthened by Him, those floodwaters in life that come upon us will not overcome us, even though they come on us. Verse 7, You are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with joyful shouts of deliverance. This is similar language to what we saw in uh, Psalm 31, where David was talking about the Lord being his rock. He's using that same type of language here. The Lord is his hiding place. He's where he goes. He's going to give him protection. He's going to surround him with joyfulness. <coughs> Excuse me. And that joyfulness comes only from the Lord. That joyfulness does not come when we're living in sin. It didn't come for, da for, for David in his sin. And it will not come for us in our sin. But it will come for us when we repent of our sin and when we seek the Lord. In verse 8 and 9. I will instruct you and show you the way to go. With my eye on you, I will give counsel. Do not be like a horse or mule without understanding that must be controlled with bit and bridle, or else it will, come near, it will not come near you. Now this is good instruction for us. Don't be stubborn. We don't need to be people uh, who, who are reading God's Word and who know what God's Word says and not do it. We shouldn't have to be forced to do what is right. We shouldn't have to be forced to seek the Lord. We should be those who, when we are guided by the Holy Spirit, and we are guided by the Holy Spirit, I think, uh, from, from thoughts that He puts in our mind, by reading God's Word, those are the ways that God guides us. And when God is guiding us, we don't need to fight against that. We need to say, look, Lord, wherever you are leading, I'll go, just like the song we sang, wherever you lead, I'll go. That's a, that's, a, that's a good thing for us to remember as Christians, and I think that's exactly what this psalm is telling us. We don't want to be stubborn and have to be drugged around 
But we should be those who are willing to go wherever the Lord should lead us to go. Verses 10 and 11. Many pains come to the wicked, but the one who trusts in the Lord will have faithful love surrounding him. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous ones. Shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Now that's a good verse for us to close on tonight because that's exactly what we as Christians, if you are a Christian in Jesus Christ, we have reason to be glad and we have reason to rejoice. Uh, David started off this passage by confessing his sins and acknowledging that there is joy in the Lord. And he finishes by saying, look, be glad in that joy that we have for the forgiveness of our sins. Whatever uh, transgressions may be in your life and whatever sin may be in your life, don't let the devil let you stay there. Don't wallow in the guilt of that shame, but know that Jesus Christ is there for you. He doesn't want us to continue to live in sin, but instead he wants us to repent of that sin. He wants us to come to him, and just as David says in the psalm, we are our sins are forgiven in Jesus Christ, and there is joy in that. Joyful is the man whose sins are forgiven. If we've got sin in our lives, let's give it to Jesus Christ and be glad in Him and rejoice in Him. Let's pray. Father God, we come to You tonight and we thank You for uh, these words and I pray that we would live by them, dear Lord. I pray that uh, whatever sin we have in our life, that we would be faithful to confess that to You, dear Lord, that we would find joy in You, dear Lord, and that You would just... Um, that you would help us to grow in you and to be glad in you, God. And we just thank you for these encouraging words. And I pray that you would help us to call out to you while you may be found. God, don't let us be silent, but let us be those who, 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 who reach out to you, dear Lord, who reach out to you in praise, who reach out to you in confession of our sins. And God, I pray uh, that you would give us joy knowing that through the precious blood of Jesus Christ, if we have trusted in Him and bring our sins to You, dear Lord God, that You will forgive those sins and You'll take those burdens from us. You'll take that worry from us. You'll take that shame from us. You'll take that guilt from us. And God, I pray that we would rejoice in that. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.